2: The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander
3: on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
4: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa. the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the Visa app, FUBO, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay's here as well, producer number five and eight. Jeff, uh, kind enough to uh, fill in last week, Tuesday through Friday on the show. Um, also does Bet Center on the weekend. When is Bet Center for everybody, so, Jeff? So
3: this week, because my, my 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 weekend schedule is it, is going to rotate because so many people are on vacation, Gil. Because uh-huh. we're getting to we're getting to the fun portion of the sports yeah, calendar, as we t- know. Oh, we're not there yet. Ah, uh, well, we're really going to get to the fun <laughs> of it oh, soon. Yes, we are. So uh, this week, actually, I am on Bet Center, yeah. uh, three to seven Pacific. So let's make that six to ten Eastern time this week.
4: Oh wow! Be uh, okay. myself and Dan Leach.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go.
4: Yeah. Ben Wilson, who was just on set, but r- ran along. He was welcome to stay. I don't know he left. Um, ben, once again, on Auburn, as am I, today in uh, college baseball. Let's find out if this gentleman is betting any college baseball. He's the glue that holds the whole operation together. Uh, he's the co-host of Long Shots and co-host of so many other shows here at VEASAN. It's Wes Reynolds. How you doing, Wes?
2: Good morning, Gil. How are you?
4: I'm doing well, man. First of all, do, are you betting any college World Series?
2: sparingly i mean i'll probably bet some when they get to omaha just uh you know a couple games i I don't disagree with your side necessarily on auburn i actually watched that game that went late into the night and oregon state evened up the series but looks like at least from first grants a very small move to auburn just a couple cents here but uh I guess why not go with the SEC? They're pretty much dominating at least the current SEC and then the future SEC now with Oklahoma and Texas on their way to (laughs) Omaha.
4: Or as some SECers have uh, called it uh, here in the last week they're like, Gil, real SEC and fake SEC is what they say. Um, The interlopers of the SEC, Gil. That's right. All right, Rory wins the Canadian Open. Uh, I guess it's back-to-back, even though they didn't play it for a couple years. A little weird to say that. Um, Does this now... I mean, first of all, did you have Rory? Let's start there.
2: I did not. I had the leaderboard surrounded, though, at the event. I had Tony now, and oh. had uh, Justin Rose and Keith Mitchell and Chris Kirk. So, ended up with, like, four guys in the top eight, Matt Fitzpatrick, T10. But I even said Friday night on primetime action, we're going into the weekend. I'm like, Rory's going to probably win this thing because – I mean, it, the, number one, you can never fix a PGA Tour event. But if Jay Monahan could pick, okay, here's who I want to win on Sunday. And Jay Monahan, of course, the PGA Tour commissioner, mm-hmm. he wanted Rory McIlroy, obviously, based on the events of Live Golf happening this weekend and the fact that Rory McIlroy to his credit, I would say, has been really the most outspoken and really been the biggest leader on this thing. And Justin Thomas also as well. I don't want to not give him his due because he was right there in the final pairing. He's also been outspoken on this thing. So when you compare and contrast the events, Gil, and you mentioned the Canadian Open, they hadn't had it in a couple years because of uh, COVID regulations up there north of the border You saw the crowd. The crowd was really into it. It was a huge crowd all weekend, uh, just about 30 minutes in the west end of Toronto. And then they have Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau in the final pairing battling for the event, an event that has over a 100-year history as a golf tournament. I don't think the PGA tour brass and Jay Monahan and the network and the sponsor could have asked for much more.
4: That's a great point. And before we get your U S open preliminary thoughts here, let let's, let's start with that aside about live for a second, because now we've, we've gotten through a week of it, right? Where again, 54 holes of golf, uh, shotgun, and the winner ends up being Carl Schwartzel. Um, or Charles Schwartz. Well, I don't know how we're pronouncing it these days, by the way. Charles Schwartz, will, we're pronouncing it now. Um, and I, I just, I, I now that we've seen it and it's kind of come and gone, do you think this will even be a blip on anybody's radar, generally, Wes, at this point?
2: I think it still will be, and uh, you know, uh, I, I've kind of besmirched uh, the the foundation of this tour, especially the folks that fund this tour. And I continue to have those thoughts, even though I'm not giving my money back, cashing a ticket on Schwartzel at this live event. But nevertheless, I think when you look at it, number one, there are going to be players that are going to be pushed out of this 48 player field and, and Chambly of golf channel made that point last week, because as you get more players that get involved with live golf, and we already know from this weekend, Bryson DeChambeau is a go for the next event in Portland. That's the first weekend of July at pumpkin Ridge golf club, Patrick Reed as well. We heard Pat Perez is now committed this weekend. So it's like, if somebody comes into the field, somebody has to go out of the field. So, you know, Brandon Chambly made that point that these players are going to be depreciable assets when they're abused to them. OK, great. We'll give you your money. But when you're not, you're going to be out. And then I was looking at it this morning, Gil, uh, Charles Schwartz's win over there at Centurion Club in London for this inaugural live golf event. Four point seven five million dollars. And that was triple what Rory McIlroy got for winning the RBC Canadian Open yesterday. And if you, you know, are totally neutral and don't have one side or the other and you're watching these two events, there, there's no comparison. You saw those people in that gallery on the 18, yeah. like following Rory, kind of like what we see at the Open Championship uh, at St. Andrews or one of those venues over in England or Scotland. And you just saw the crowd yelling, Rory, Rory, Rory. The atmosphere and the quality of golf to me was no comparison. But I can't say that this live golf thing is going to be a blip on the radar because there's a lot of money. And when people see that, well, a guy, Charles Schwartzel, who's 126 in the world and hadn't won in, like, six years, is getting $4.75 million. You're going to have some players go to that, but I don't think it's going to be the mass that, like, everybody seems to think. I think that you've got top stars like Rory and Justin Thomas, Tony Finau. Those guys, I think, are very happy on the PGA Tour, and they're willing to defend its honor.
4: And you had Schwartzel. So you believe you'll bet live – More than you will say the European tour.
2: Uh, Maybe less because the fields are smaller because these are 48 player fields. So, you know, and Gil, basically, I just kind of went on hunches. I didn't have really any data because we've not. It's not like Centurion Club has hosted an event every single year, because usually when you go to these, it's the same course, same event every single year. So you can go with data and you could say, okay, here's what stats are important here. Here's what's not important here. So it was really kind of just throwing a couple darts and I had Bern Beesberger, who was one of the worst guys in the field, Charles Schwartzel who won, and Brandon Grace, who tied for third. I just basically bet like a couple guys you can't go too deep and have too many guys when only forty eight players are playing.
4: All right. This week, golf's third major, the US Open. Always fun to see a U.S. Open where the players struggle to score well. That is the, uh, the nature of this major. It is at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Not that Brooklyn. Brookline, Massachusetts. Rory is the short shot now. No surprise after that win at, at the uh, RBC Canadian. 11-1. to Then you have Rom, JT, and Scotty Scheffler. These courtesy of BetMGM all at 14-1. to Everybody else 20-1 to or longer. What bets do you have already, sir?
2: Yeah, just a couple, and I'll have some more today as I get writing the piece for tomorrow. But, you know, I have Cameron Smith, who I bet in every major during the Masters where I grabbed every 30-1 to that I can find. So I at least have a better price than what you'll find this week. Although Mr. Smith not in very good form and especially erratic off the tee. I did bet Sun J.M. last week at 66 to one. He has dropped a little bit because there's a couple notables who have tipped him. But I will probably add a couple more at the top of the board. I don't know if it will be Rory McIlroy because look, he could go out and win this week. And certainly the display he put on with his irons yesterday, especially with his wedge game, you know, that's Rory at his peak. And and I always say, and I know he has not been number one in the world for a while, and maybe he hasn't won as much as a player of his caliber should. But when he's on, like he was on yesterday, I still retain, remain the fact that I think that he's arguably the best player in the world when he's playing like that. I don't know if I'm going to bet him this week simply because, look— That was the same price he was last week at the RBC Canadian Open against a weaker field, even though you had quality at the top with Scheffler and with Burns and with Justin Thomas and Finau and the like. But, yeah, I I don't know if I can necessarily bet him this week. So I might be looking for some players on, on the drift here you know just waiting to see and kind of shopping around some players will be high or some markets will be higher on one player some will be lower on another so I'll be getting to that but what you mentioned about the country club here at Brookline par 70 about seventy two hundred and fifty 250 yards uh, average fairways not exactly narrow but not exactly the wide hospitable fairways that they've been seeing that they even saw at the PGA Championship at Southern Hills and we saw how difficult that played but Really, you're getting to a vintage Northeast U.S. Open tree line course, challenging, very long, rough, you know, three and a half to four inches, quick and small greens. The greens are about 4,400 square feet on average. So, you know, I think we're getting to that old school U.S. Open where the winning score is going to be like closer to even par than it probably is double digits under par.
4: Real quick, you know, I always love asking this question who's the who's the guy that if he wins this tournament uh you're going to hate yourself the most for cuz you won't have any bets on him whatsoever but your it's it's gnawing at you but in the end you won't and have just- a bet on him
2: at this point, it might be Will Zalatoris based on that number I'm seeing on your graphic, you know, seeing him in the low 20s. It's like, if I can get him in the low to mid 30s, I'm a lot more interested in Will Zalatoris. And look, he's he's had so many near misses already this year on the PGA Tour. He's played very well in the majors, just hasn't been able to close the deal. He was right there. He could have easily won the PGA Championship last month. In Tulsa, but you know everybody's kind of aboard that train, so I don't know if we're going to get a really good number on it.
4: All right, Wes, uh, stick around if you would, because I want to get your thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals, the NBA Finals, some baseball. Wes Reynolds, everybody at Wes Reynolds one, that's the number one on the Twitter machine. Coming right back, numbers game, in the Sports Betting Network.
5: Numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN,
2: the sports betting
4: network. Back on a numbers game right here at VSIN, the sports betting network. We get tweets at meeting the book, always appreciate the uh, feedback. Bill, Bill Hooker, uh, National Airport in D.C., Reagan National in Arlington, pardon me, not in Alexandria, of course. Uh, Las Vegas 514, yo, I'm going to need you to get that private jet, sir. Talking about the, uh, <laughs> the story from earlier. Uh, Bill Hooker adding, it took me five and a half hours after arriving at the Greensboro Airport to get to Reagan for a 45-minute flight. People telling their travel uh, nightmare stories. J&J Watering Hole, couldn't be happier uh, that the Golden Domers took down Tennessee. The swag is one thing, but their over-the-top antics were tired and old. Hashtag humbled. Huge upset in the Super Regionals in Notre Dame taking down Tennessee. It was 53-7 and seven during the regular season. Phil Weiss, welcome back, Gil. Jeff did a great job filling in but it's still great to have it's still great to have the king back. Now, how about giving us some fodder to comment on? Oh, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to give you some fodder. Uh odds. Oh, MGM has posted some college baseball odds Jeffrey. Not in the Nevada, but elsewhere. Uh right now with with 10 teams still available, obviously two uh finalists, two World Series teams to go to Omaha, still to be determined today. So with 10 teams left, Texas is your short shot at four to one. Stanford right behind them at plus four fifty. Keep in mind, Stanford has to win today to stay alive. Oregon State five to one. They have to win today to stay alive. Then it's AM at six to one. Arkansas nine to one. Notre Dame ten to one. Ole Miss ten to one. Oklahoma ten to one. Auburn twenty to one. UConn fifty to one. Oh man! So my Ole Miss at hundred to one down to ten to one. Boy, oh boy! Texas A&M from forty to one to five to one, Texas from thirty to one. Oh no, pardon me. Stanford from thirty to one to plus four fifty, and Texas from fifteen to one to four to one. Man, oh man, got it surrounded. Um, yes, and then the uh, others have are starting to post the College World Series odds as well. Everybody's po- posting these up though. Uh, let's see here, Bobby Five Guys. Hey, Gail, flying into Vegas for the week tomorrow. Uh, leaving Massachusetts just as the U.S. Open is starting. Which sports books are the best to hit while in town, Jeff? What would you say to that? Yeah, there's all, all kinds of options. South Point, where we broadcast from, let's give them a shout. If you're into a uh, off the grid, off the strip, on the
3: strip, I I know you love. The, I know you're partial to your uh, your center strip. All my uh,
4: Bet MGM spots right y- in the middle your there. Places uh, yeah. like uh, like the Aria. This show.
3: Hey, look, like the
4: Aria. Aria's I, right in my backyard.
3: In all honesty, I I for if you want one on the strip that's low key even though uh even though I will say uh if they put updated screens in there this place will be even better I like Mandalay because there's just not a lot of people there it's nice and chill yeah uh, so, so
4: why don't they turn up the lights though I have no idea is there a lighting bill issue there Like turn up the lights a little bit I can't see my I can't see my hand. It's just saying <laughs> it's, it's so dark in there. Also, of course, also, of course, go yeah. visit where our other studio is too. Uh you need to at least see that one Of course, that's Circa for yeah, sure. Got to gotta check out Circa, without question. Derek Stevens Shangri-La up there, uh, downtown. Back with Wes Reynolds. Wes uh NBA Finals resumes tonight. And Wes and I were talking off air. Wes betting more than even the tournaments we talked about in golf, much as I bet multiple tennis tournaments every week. Um but do you, are you doing anything with the NBA Finals now that we're in the de facto best of three here now?
2: Yeah, maybe a few more props because, you know, the prop market is something, Gil, that I think could be pretty lucrative, but look... I don't really have the time to do it during the regular season, so I can only do it during the playoffs. That's awful hard and a lot of time and effort to put in when you got 12 NBA games like on a Wednesday night card. But I've been doing more props because, look, the numbers are as tight as they're going to be, so you're not going to say, "Ah, that number's off. You know, that should be six instead of four. Like, you don't get that kind of variance now. But I do like a play tonight that I've already played. It's already dipped a little bit. And I did take the under here at 212. It's just, you know, the game five unders have been very, very good long term, especially when you get a series tied here at two to two. I still lean to the Celtics to go ahead and pull this series out because I think what you saw on Friday night is what Golden State is going to need. Golden State's going to need Steph to put up 40 pieces. And, you know, mission accomplished. He did it. 43 points, 10 rebounds on Friday. But you feel like they need him to be so great. For them to go ahead and counteract the Boston Celtics. And as much as it sounds absurd to say, I think Boston's more dangerous offensively than Golden State is, even though they still have, you know, the Splash Brothers and, uh, you know, Steph Curry is doing what he's doing. So, you know, if Golden State wins, it's like when we get into this MVP betting, of course, you're only going to bet Steph Curry because, I mean. He's just carried this team, in my opinion. You know, Draymond has had some rough games. Klay Thompson's been hit and miss. Andrew Wiggins, I think, has been pretty consistent. Thank God for him, if you're a Golden State fan or partisan, because he's really kind of kept them in. And then Steph Curry's the one that just lifts them on their back. But I still like Boston to win the series. But I think that this is going to be an under game. And you may kind of see what you've seen over the last couple games where the scoring looks like it's a little bit ahead of pace early and then gradually as you get on especially into the fourth quarter these have kind of died a little bit and that's where you know the games are within one or two possessions and then you start to see these teams take close to 24 seconds off the shot clock and just reduce those possessions and not want to make a mistake take care of the ball which Boston is kind of lacked doing in certain spots in this series but under 212 for me tonight.
4: Under two twelve, okay. There's a play. Um, Stanley Cup Finals. It's it's really no. Again, if you had no skin in the game with the Warriors and the Celtics, it was really the matchup. I think generally most people wanted to see as the playoffs went along for the finals. I think we have the same thing in the Stanley Cup Finals between the Lanch and the Ning, the uh, Colorado Avalanche, who uh, swept the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference Finals against the Lightning, who obviously are trying to win their third straight Stanley cup finals who just appear to have an answer to any situation in any playoff series. What do you like here? Are you playing something pre-flop on the series itself or anything in game one?
2: Yeah, no doubt. I think that this is the series that people wanted to see because the lightning, as you mentioned, the two time Stanley cup defending champions, but also the Colorado avalanche, you know, this has been a journey for these guys to get here over the last couple of years. They kind of had that, Western Conference semifinal itis where they got beat three years in a row. Couldn't even make the conference finals. They finally, you know, slay that dragon and cross that bridge. And now they're finally here. And we've kind of been waiting for this team. It's like, okay, when is this team going to get to the finals? When is this team going to win a cup? You know, they have McKinnon and they have McGar and Landis and, you know, all this talent put together. And I think this is the year they are going to win. I do like them to win the series. However, I will say I'm leaning a little bit more to the Lightning in Game 1 just simply because – What we saw kind of befall the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. When you get that week off, and now this is the second long layoff, Mm -hmm. actually, for the Colorado Avalanche. Because, remember, they had that after they swept Nashville in the first round. And then they have about eight days off before they take on St. Louis. Now, I don't want to say they were necessarily rusty. Because I felt that they dictated the terms and the pace of play. But St. Louis, nevertheless, got them to overtime. Colorado got the OT winner. And look what you saw with Tampa Bay. They looked a step slow in the first two games in these Eastern Conference Finals against the New York Rangers. So you would expect probably a better effort from Tampa Bay. And at least they get a couple days off. At least they're not having to go with, like, one day in between like the Rangers did after they won Game 7 in Carolina. So, I, I, Tampa Bay looks like they're getting at least a trickle of money on game one and a, a $1.40. And look, when you're the defending Stanley Cup champions back to back and you're getting a $1.40 or $1.45, you're going to get plenty of at least casual money on that price, but I do kind of lean Tampa Bay early in the series. Maybe the avalanche are a little bit rusty. It's that old respers is rust question. And then as the series goes along, I just think that they're going to be the better team. I like the abs and six.
4: All right. Abs and six abs for the series, but lightning in game one, remember the Stanley cup finals begins Wednesday night. Then we have the rare two nights off. Game two, not till Saturday in the Stanley Cup finals. And then it goes back to the every other night situation. So game one, Wednesday, game two, not till Saturday. Real quick, we'll have a minute left, Wes. Any picks in baseball, any bets in baseball today or beyond that? Any general thoughts on a team that you feel might have some futures value right now?
2: Yeah, one baseball game I'm going to play. I'm going to play against a team I had actually been riding for a little while, and that was the Philadelphia Phillies who had their streak snapped Uh, Rob Thompson's first loss there in Philadelphia since taking over for G-Roddy, Joe Girardi, who was let go uh, a week ago last Friday. But when a team loses that streak and has it snapped, there sometimes is a little bit of a hangover. I know Dave Tooley at v calls it anti-swagger, I guess is what he's (laughs) termed it as. But – I like the Miami. I like the Miami Marlins here. I thought they had a very nice series in Houston working their way. Told 500 Alcantara, one of their two Cy Young candidates in the NL, Pablo Lopez being the other. So plus a dollar 20 out there. Give me the Marlins tonight in Philadelphia.
4: Okay. Uh, yeah. Huge. Uh, while I was gone, huge winning streaks for the Phillies. They got snapped. Obviously the Braves still with their huge winning streak, 11 games now going. And obviously the Yankees doing their thing in Philadelphia. VAL East in the American League, just absolutely uh, crushing 44 and 16 through their first 60. So Marlins is the play from Wes. Wes, we appreciate it. Multiple sports. Thank you, sir.
2: You got it, Gil. Anytime.
4: Wes Reynolds, everybody. The best in the business. Wes Reynolds won. That's number one on Twitter. Coming back, Andy McNeil. His thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals next.
2: The numbers game with Gil Alexander on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VCN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vCN.com. I will name no names here, Jeffrey. But I'm getting multiple tweets from people talking about how there's there's any number of there's there's a range of of emotions about the the live golf tournament tournaments plural. One of whom is like, I just I feel guilty even betting it, but I am. <laughs> and then there's like others who are like, Oh, I'm totally betting. I'm totally betting DJ this week. <laughs> you know, it's like so people are just Hey, we're all about betting. Sorry for those just landing on the show for the first time. Guilty as charged. It's the kind of people we are. If it's there, we bet on it. Yes. Do we have some moral conflict in some cases about betting it? I think we do. Jeff, have you bet the Live Golf Tournament?
3: Oh, I just took a very small piece of, I don't even remember, (laughs) someone who didn't win. That's all I know. Okay. Just curious.
4: I, I just didn't want you to be like, oh, no, I would never bet that. kill. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I, I, I
3: took a small piece. I think it was Adrian Otegi was who I had last week. Oh, who, him.
4: Who did not, uh, did not win. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from uh, Chris of St. Barts. You ever been to St. Barts, Jeff? Oh. I've never been to St. Barts. No. St. Bartholomew, Caribbean island of the wealthy. Isn't that Jimmy Buffett's, like, big-time island St. Barts and that thing he's always singing about? Uh, Chris of St. Barts thoughts on Ega plus 250 as US Open winner love the show thank you Chris uh listen i have uh again as i've pointed out on the show before i have Ega 9 to 1 to win the uh 9 to 1 to win Wimbledon 7 to 1 to win the US Open i like the US Open bet way better hard courts we know what Ega can do on hard courts she doesn't she doesn't lose anymore at least 2022 calendar year you know, playing on hardcore So I love, and so, so yes, am I, you know, you asked me, do I like plus 250? Obviously, I like my number better. But would I bet the plus 250 if I didn't have that? Yeah, I probably would, quite frankly. Grass is a different thing. It just can get a little funky. We've never seen Eagle win a tournament on grass yet. It'll happen. But who knows if it'll be this. Time. By the way, if she ends up winning Wimbledon, we're talking about an Eagle Slam possibility. Warrior 013, Matt. Nothing better than the college baseball team's dugout antics. All of the superstition is fun to watch play out. The Texas A&M fans' (laughs) chance, I love this too, the Texas A&M fans' chance of ball five, ball five, ball six, ball six, et cetera, uh, is the best. Opposing pitchers get legit rattled. Um, And this is, let's see, Eric, uh, Eric Berg. People asking about, like, say you have a Steph MVP bet, how would you hedge this bet? I mean, if you, if you believe the Celtics win, that you can get a bit plus money right now, I guess is the answer. But I don't know why you would, if you had the conviction before, I don't know why you would look to do anything with that. Because that feels like it's a winner for sure. If the, by the way, if the Warriors win this, nobody else can win it except for Steph. We agree with that? Like, it just can't. There is no other human on that team now. Barring injury, of absolutely. Even, but if, let's but say he, he got hurt. Let's say he got hurt the first five seconds of the next game, but they still won the series. He's still not winning MVP? Well, He's winning MVP.
3: I don't know, because then they would have won the last two out of three without him. But, again, if he gets hurt, they're not winning. So it's an
4: irrelevant discussion in the end. Chris Valica tweets, I look forward to the U.S. Open tennis preview with Gil in August on the New York City cast. This shot over the bow to Will Hill. Get me on there, Will. Anyway. Andy McNeil joins us, ladies and gentlemen, from Edmonton, Alberta, north of the border. At Digital Gambler on Twitter, he is our hockey analytics expert on the cusp, on the uh, on the doorstep of the Stanley Cup Finals. How you doing, Andy?
5: I'm I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Gil? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
4: I only see the top of that jersey. Is that a Celtics jersey you're wearing?
5: Yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean my Celtics are the the late 2000s Celtics. So I couldn't even name four <laughs> players on the the current Celtics. So not but, the, uh, not the
4: Bill Russell Celtics, not the Larry Bird no, Celtics. No, 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 not the Bill Russell,
5: not the, the not the Bill Russell, not the, the Larry Bird Celtics. The, the one-off the Kevin Garnett.
4: Yes, the one-off yeah. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo yeah. <laughs> Celtics. How dare you. I was like, that's either a Celtics jersey or like an old school Dallas Mavericks jersey. One or the other. I figured the Celtics. I didn't know you were a big Celtics fan. Now I uh, dislike you, dislike you slightly more, Andy. I'm sorry about that. Just have to say that. But uh, listen, uh, I was right. just saying to West beforehand. Just like the Warriors and the Celtics was in fact the NBA Finals we all wanted to see. So too is the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, First of all, before we get your thoughts on that, how have how has your postseason as a whole gone? Because the last time we spoke, it was sort of like you were like, I don't even know what to do with a team like, say, you know, the lightning, which just keeps obviously they're good, but they just keep defying, you know, whatever opponent is is placed in front of them. And you also had some some interesting thoughts on how the West evolved as well. So how has it been as a whole?
5: Yeah, I mean, my, my, my playoff run from a betting perspective has been uh, awful. I mean, it's uh, hasn't been a, a good season. I've ge- I gave up all of my my profit that I made in the the regular season in the playoffs, and that's how it goes. Um, you know, it's not. I mean, personally, um, uh, I'm not uh, you know out there trying to trying to uh, make a lot of money in the playoffs. It's not my it's not my bread and butter. That's not where I do my best work, and I have to uh, you know to recognize that, and I have recognized that. Uh, over the past past few years but um i still like to handicap the playoffs i do do my best to to try to provide some insight for for everybody at beason but um, yeah I've, I've struggled in the the playoffs for sure i think you know overall my model has done a <clears throat> as good of a job pretty much as uh, at predicting the 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 outcome of the the each series as the as the betting market has but um you know just being good enough in, in that sense isn't necessarily going to uh make you money. And and in the, the instances where I did uh, think there was discrepancies in how games were priced, things didn't go my way uh, more often than not. So that's just how it's gone. But uh, it's been a, a super enjoyable um, year for the NHL playoffs. I think, you know, from just from uh, the perspective uh, as a as a fan, it's been uh, an unbelievable, like entire run right from round one where we had five series go to game seven. Um, just all the insane scores that we saw in Calgary and Edmonton and uh, Edmonton and Colorado. It's been great theater. And yeah, like you said, we're getting the ultimate matchup. The one that we, we thought we were going to get uh, at some point in the last couple of years.
4: Yeah, and I wasn't trying to set that up as like, oh, Andy did poorly in the playoffs. What I was trying to say was yeah, exactly. No, I wasn't. Yeah, it was the were. point you were making, which is exactly. No, you no, you, no, you no. had a great regular you, season. You set me up. No, I, yeah, I
5: see it. I swear. I
4: <laughs> and the playoffs, the playoffs can, can be random-ish. Uh, that said, we do have this now finally presented to us. It is the lightning going for the third straight cup and it is the avalanche who swept the Oilers, which I don't think I'll, I don't know how many people saw that coming. People were very much in the Connor McDavid is just able to overcome all mode when that series started. Who do you like? Uh, Wes Reynolds was just on. He had a different feel for game one than he does for the series. He liked the lightning in game one, but he likes the avalanche for the series. Where do you stand?
5: So I don't think there's. Um, I think a lot of people are going to talk about the the rust factor with uh, with with the avalanche, and I didn't hear hear Wes's uh, conversation with you earlier, but I think a lot of people are going to to look at that rust factor. I think. If you look at how the Avalanche came out of their uh, long layoff after sweeping the Nashville Predators in round one, they you know narrowly defeated the St. Louis Blues in overtime, three-two in game one. But they generated over 100 shot attempts in that game, their most of the playoffs uh, by quite a large margin. So it didn't seem like the rest uh, you know really uh, impacted them uh, in, in terms of their ability to go out and dominate teams. But um, I think in general, you know, you've got the the Avalanche, they've, they've had a pretty easy run to the, the Stanley Cup final. You Saros goes down before the end of the regular season for the Nashville Predators. And the Avalanche get to, to face off against uh, David Riddick and, and Connor Ingram, uh, the, the second and third string goaltenders. And then Jordan Bennington was probably the best goaltender that they they had faced uh, you know, at that point, given how he was playing coming out of the first round series versus the Wild. And uh, then he goes down to injury uh, in game number two. And, uh, you know, then Mike Smith, obviously, in in the Oilers series in the Western Conference final was a a pretty favorable matchup for them. Now they've got to go up against Vasilevsky. And, you know, you want to say, well, the Lightning haven't faced a team like Colorado yet either, but they kind of have. I think a couple of months ago, everybody would have, you know, been pretty okay saying that the Florida Panthers and the the Colorado Avalanche were uh, comparable teams. Um, and look what happened with with Florida, and I think there are some similarities here in that Florida outmatched the Lightning. They even outplayed them at times, uh, outshooting them and whatnot in that series. Um, but they, the Lightning, had a big edge in goal, and and that's going to be the case here, regardless of whether it's Darcy Kemper or Pavel Francouz. Andre Vasilevsky is on a different level than either of those two goaltenders, and um, you know that could be trouble for the Avalanche, but. Colorado has a, an edge in basically uh, every other area except for goaltending and experience, I guess, because obviously the Lightning have a lot of that.
4: So what, so what I'm hearing is pretty properly priced. Is that the, the topic sentence of all that?
5: For the most part, but I do think there could be some value in game one given that Braden Point looks like he could possibly return here and Kadri is still out for the avalanche. I I think I would bite on the, uh, the Lightning at plus 140 if that was the case.
4: Okay, I like that. Lightning Game 1 from Andy. Andy, enjoy the uh, NBA Finals, but not too much tonight, if you know what I mean.
5: (laughs) All right, take care. Andy McNeil, everybody, with a Celtics jersey.
4: Paul Spore baseball.
5: Numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN, the
2: Sports Betting Network.
4: BetMGM, the King of Sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits, like free bets and risk free tokens planning a trip to Vegas. You can also convert your Bet MGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Bet MGM Rewards, Sports Betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers and incredible experiences. Experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. It must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambler. I sounded very exciting when I said eligibility. I'm very excited when I said eligibility restrictions apply. I'm not sure why I got all pumped up about that. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff, you okay? Everything okay back there? Oh, we're good. I, I right. just. uh
3: uh, well, well, you'll see in a second the hat that Paul Sporer is wearing. Oh,
4: let's bring him in.
3: And uh, for whatever reason, because I had uh, our guy Will Hills, uh, CityCast, of course, is out for the day, and yeah. multiple people are tweeting about it. We just, I, we just
4: mentioned it. Yeah, I, uh,
3: I I decided to call the City Connect hat a CityCast hat instead. <laughs> He's got his own
4: CityCast hat. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, the host of the Sleeper in the Bus uh, podcast, also does all his stuff at FanGraphs, the Bible of baseball analytics. Uh, the website that I have stared more at over the years than any other fangraphs. And of course, twitch.tv slash spore. It's Paul Spohr, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Paulie? I'm doing well, Gil. How are you? Uh, I appreciate that. Very nice. Very Thank nice. You. Uh so I I first of all, let me before I get into my major league baseball questions. We were talking earlier, because we are betting college baseball profusely, from the regionals to the I super like regionals it. coming to the World Series. Do you ever, ever bet it at all? Do you watch it? Are you interested in the uh, least
6: bit? I watched a ton this weekend. I have ebbs and flows. I'm I'm a Texas Longhorn. I'm I'm a Texas alum. So, you know, we're good. Uh, uh, big win yesterday. Hook Huge. Of horns Huge. Uh, Don't really bet on it, but watch it. And I have spurts where I get really into it. This year, I've been really into it since toward the end of the regular season into the regionals. Now the super regionals and now my longhorns are going to Omaha. So I'll be dialed in. I haven't bet it, but I, I do love watching it. it. It's wild too, because the lack of pitching depth means every game yes. is always you know <laughs> open there. No team, even the deepest pitching team, they're eventually going to run out. They have like five, six guys, maybe uh, most teams only have like two, three guys. They really go to. So you can have a lot of scoring you down eight 2 you're like, ah, I'm still in this. If there's a few innings left,
4: that was kind of what happened with Texas and East Carolina yesterday? Texas, like from the get, was just like it's over. Texas is winning yep. this, and it's and they're moving along. Uh, I'm trying to get my fourth. Trying to get my fourth. I only had four futures. Trying to get all four into the uh, final eight. We'll see if Stanford can uh, do that today. And then what could possibly go wrong after that?
5: Uh, <laughs> nothing. All Absolutely right. Not.
4: Yeah, nothing at all. All right. So I have. Uh, I have, I had multiple baseball questions, but I'm gonna throw them all into one bucket. So there's been a lot of like streaks, streaky things happening yeah. over the last week. So, Angels' horrific 14 game losing streak cost Joe Madden his job. He didn't get a chance to show the team his Mohawk. Um, the Phillies won a bunch of games in a row till that got snapped. They are off the schneid. The mm-hmm. Braves currently have an 11 game winning streak. The Yankees are 44 and 16 in their first 60 literally the sixth time it's happened since 1940, I believe we said earlier. Like, it's just sick. First time since the 2001 Mariners won 47-13. and That team won 116 games. Um, And I'll just throw in because, you know, I'm a Giants. uh, I'm in the tank for the Giants. And then the Giants sweep the Dodgers over the the weekend. And so I don't want to take it from a Giants perspective, but from a Dodgers perspective. So I guess we're talking Yankees, Angels, Phillies, Braves, some good, some bad, obviously the bad being the angels. And then the Dodgers is a bad too. rank those for me in terms of like, what's a thing. What's a thing that's going to be sustainable moving forward. Obviously not winning every game, not losing every game, but like, what do you think is a, is a most reliable portent of things to come?
6: I mean, probably the Yankees being good just because they have so many wins banked at this point. Like it, it's going to be so hard to miss the playoffs at, at, at this juncture. Like things can go wrong from here forward in a lot of different ways. And they'd still make the playoffs. And obviously there's a path of ca- catastrophe where they want it, but that would be so historical. It'd be, it'd be wild. But, so, uh, but
4: I guess are they a are they 110 win team? I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs>
6: I mean that's really going to depend on the health it, it, it sounds like a cheap answer but that's it's so true especially with the team as old as they are so no is the answer I would give because I would not bet on them staying that healthy to do such a thing from here forward but I do still think they're a pretty excellent team with a good chance at triple digit wins maybe just not 110 I think the Yankees will probably add reinforcements as well. Uh, I think the Braves kind of getting back to where they quote unquote belong. You know, I thought as a defending champion, they replaced their big loss with a guy who's just as good in Olson, um, and they were tracking under 500 for a while until this streak. So now they're seven games over. That feels pretty real too for them to be in contention as a good team. I think they've just kind of gotten back to status quo. Basically, they just needed a big win streak to do it. I'm not sure I can trust Philly's pitching and their god-awful defense is part of why I don't trust that pitching. It's almost not even the pitchers themselves, but they wear it in their ERAs and their whips because of that bad defense. But a lot of it is that defense. And then as far as the Dodgers, I'm not worried about them overall, like missing the playoffs or anything like that, because they have so many reinforcements, they're going to fix it. But as currently constructed, they're in some trouble. They already didn't have the pitching depth of the recent years that we're used to, where they've got... Eight, nine viable guys, and those of us in the fantasy community are holding on to their seventh starter because if he gets in, he would be an ace on, like, another team. They don't have that this year, and now they just lost Walker Buehler for a substantial amount of time. He wasn't even pitching that well anyway. Urias has, like, a good surface ERA, but the the under-the-hood isn't that good. Uh, Kershaw is Kershaw, meaning he's great, but he's old, and health is an issue. So where is their depth? They'll figure it out, but there are some concerns right now. If you're the uh, if if you're the Dodgers and then the Angels, you know that just killed all their good work uh, by by having that losing streak. They're not dead, but it really obviously cuts a huge leg out from under. And that's how you give away a bunch of banked wins is to lose, have a 12 game, uh, what was it, 14 game losing streak by the end. So they're in some trouble too because uh, they were playing some of their best ball, then they went to their worst, and now they're going to have to try to overcome.
4: Yeah, I mean, just two follow-ups to the Angels thing. Because one, it's, again, it's Shohei and Trout, and they just can't get it together. It just never seems to work for that deal, for that franchise. Well,
6: even, you know, and then Taylor Ward looks like he's going to be, right. you know, he can fill in the Rendon role, but now he can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even when they get something else going, Thor looked great early. And even when the strikeouts weren't there, the swing and strike rate was still good. Maybe the strikeouts are coming. And now he looks pretty pretty pedestrian like he doesn't he's not Thor anymore he's not bringing that overpowering stuff he's been capable but just not there so I agree it's like every time the shows even looks like they've got something going around Trout Notani it seems
4: to flop so does that angel swoon then make you think that we're going to get expanded postseason that we're going to get four playoff teams from the AL East there's a good shot there's a good shot
6: at that. Like it, it it is really possible. I, you know, you know, they just had another big run. They're going to make me look dumb again this year, but I'm going to stand steadfast and I still don't believe in the red Sox pitching. I said (laughs) it all last year and they beat me. They outran me there with the great offense and just enough pitching. I still don't believe it. They just put their ace on the uh, on the IL. There would be ace and Garrett Whitlock on the IL too. Uh, Evaldi too. I was talking about before that. So they just got two huge legs cut off from under their pitching. That is already not that good. Their bullpen's been better than expected this year. I just don't buy it though, and I don't think they really have the reinforcements to go out and get like like a Frankie Montas. First off, I don't think they're one pitcher away. But even if they went in, out and got the best pitcher on the market, which is Montas, I still wouldn't feel good about the Red Sox pitching. So no. I probably don't think four are going to make it, but I won't rule it out. And as much as I don't like the Red Sox, I'm not going to be so blind as I was last year to say they can't possibly win. And then (laughs) they ended up winning what 93 games or whatever. And I looked dumb. whoops, I'm still, I'm still suspect on them though. I really, really am
4: with that pitching. You're allowed to have one bad call, Paul. You've had some great ones through the years, obviously. Uh, Okay. DFS for the day, sir. 10 games all at night.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of of wide open. One thing I will say, I don't mention a lot of uh, DraftKings, or excuse me, a lot of uh, uh, FanDuel stuff, because when it was banned in Texas, I just stopped playing it. It's back now, but I still don't really play it. I do want to make the call out that uh, Lance Lynn is coming back at 5500 on uh, FanDuel. That's insane. That's an automatic start against the Tigers. Even somebody coming off the I.L. I know sometimes they can go short and starts. You take that shot for reference on DraftKings. He's 9600. Lance Lynn is so I'm not averse to using him on DraftKings, but he's a must use on FanDuel. Otherwise, I do think it's kind of a wide open day. You can go big pitching with like an Alcantara, a Manoa or a Nola, any of those three, obviously Alcantara and Nola are facing each other, or you can get a bit cheaper and bet that Merrill Kelly's kind of back on track. Ian Anderson is very hit and miss, but we know the Nats aren't a terrifying offense. Sorry, Gill, you know, it's true. They've got good pieces, but as an entire whole, they can be a little nerve wracking there. Um, and then as far as the offense goes, I'm probably looking at a team like Toronto, trying to stack them against Baltimore. Kyle Bradish has been super inconsistent. He's shown some decent things, but the Toronto offense is studly. I'd, I'd stack them tonight. I like the feisty Orioles this year, though. Gotta give them some... Uh, they have been feisty. Yeah, yeah they're not a walkover, no. but Kyle Bradish doesn't scare me with Toronto's offense. They're
4: first. not one of the four teams that would make the playoffs from that division, but they're feisty. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. Paul Spore, everybody. at Sporer on Twitter. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.